Gilling with Vince Tracy and Barbara Ann. Europe Calling. So, very good day. Welcome, everybody. It is the 12th of June, 2023. So, our weather here is uh, definitely a little iffy. It's sort of muggy. It's been hot. It's also likely to have a bit of rain here and there. We're not sure where at the moment. Uh, So, uh, we're just... Accept it. Suck it and see. Uh, Let's see uh, whether we say hello to Barbara Ann and whether or not she feels it's also a little bit, I'd say, a little bit inclement at the moment. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, Yeah, it's very humid. That's. I mean, you just do a few little jobs and you're, um, you know, you're feeling the 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 pressure of of it being so humid. Uh, but um, yeah, it's summer now, isn't it? It's June, so uh, we'll 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 will be going hotter. So we've just got to get used to it again. Okay, well we do things just a little differently today. So uh, here we go. Now, what we thought we'd do, we'd look at the online version of one of the daily papers of the UK do what anybody else would be doing and discuss what we want to see from the headlines, for example. Okay, so I'm looking at the first page. Now, uh, doom and gloom or what? Now, I suppose... The Brits always do get accused of talking about the weather. And yes, I always open up our podcast with a look at the weather because I think the weather is important. It influences what we do, how we feel, how we dress, everything else. And I'm reading from the headline, Britain is battered by torrential downpours, hail and thunder, with roads left underwater and homes left without power as the Met Office upgrades storm warning to amber and warns of travel chaos. Now, right up in the top left-hand corner, you've got a nice sandy beach. Uh, Underneath it, you've got a young lady sunbathing. A big centre square is traffic uh, managing to get through flood water. And then there's a couple of girls uh, running, um, probably, yeah, through the rain. Um, So, the caption underneath... Dramatic video footage shows cars at junction in Golders Green Road. This is in North London. Battling through deep, murky water following flash floods that hit the capital earlier this afternoon. Waves of water splashed onto the car bonnets as the Met Office upgraded a yellow weather warning to amber for thunderstorms and rain expected to last until this um, this tomorrow in some You see, it's not even written in proper English anymore. Um, Elsewhere across the country, thousands of homes have been hit 
with power outages with the south and west of England being hit most severely. Now, we do talk about the weather and it is important. Um, but from what I've just described, you know, they don't really always show you the nicest weather on the TV. Um, I suppose they've got to show you bad weather, haven't they? Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, it affects a lot of properties and obviously the daily life of people, you know, going to work and it can disrupt everything, really, schools, the work situation, um, flooding in people's houses. So it's a big, it's a big, big thing in England, um, but it does seem to be happening, do you think, a little bit more often than it used to? I don't know. I think it's happening about the same as we ever knew. Uh, when I go back to when we lived in Cornwall, I remember we had flash floods. I can remember trying to get home and it was really bad roads. I can remember as a child reading about um, the cold going across uh, Bodmin Moor and how Cornwall yeah, was cut I, off. Yeah, I remember that, but I think it's happening more frequent in, in England. Or is it being reported more frequently? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think that's part and parcel of the deal. I think that the thing is we've got more immediacy with news mm. so that well, really everybody thinks that everything's got to be worse was it ever any differently? Well, well, England is sort of renowned, isn't it, by foreigners to be west and windy and cold uh, most of the year. And this reflects when they do have um, flash warm weather or hot weather, as they have been having and are having at the moment. Um, England isn't set up for really hot weather in, in people's houses like we, we have the air conditioning and fans and... Uh, we're, we're sort of set up for it, even in the cars. We've got air conditioning, which isn't the norm in England because it's not necessary. So we are always focusing more on bad weather than we do on hot weather because it doesn't happen as often. Okay, the, one of the reasons why we do these podcasts is we're looking at what the media is doing to either incentivize or demotivate people, looking at uh, bits of uh, what's covered, what isn't covered. I suppose you've got to cover heavy rain. Uh, it is, I've always said, uh, even when I've been broadcasting here in Spain, I've always said that really, you know, we, we live near the, the mountains, we live near the sea. Uh, but if you apply the same sort of logic to Britain, I mean, the furthest you can get away from the coast is 70 miles. So you're only, always going to be quite near changeable weather, aren't you? Well, yeah. That's what an island is, isn't that's, it? That's, I was just going to say, that's what an island is. And that's why it's it's a well-known fact that England do talk about the weather because, um, in general, we have very sort of mediocre weather, uh, definitely more rain and bad weather than we do good weather. I mean, it, it's often joked about that if you have six weeks of good weather in England, that's, that's your summer. And, uh, you know, it's quite a sort of common thing to say. You're lucky if you get two weeks holiday in a caravan park or wherever, Scotland, Wales. Uh, oh, you're lucky you had good weather, as if it's a, a sort of a, a very rare occasion, you know. Let's look back to life in Cornwall, because I seem to remember day in and day out, you'd look at the national forecast and the doom and do gloom brigade were always telling you how bad it was going to be uh, and yet if you look at the coastline between say Perranporth up to about Bude it was a totally different climate yeah. uh, we also were told that it's a totally different climate down Falmouth Way and towards Penzance and the Lizard so 
realistically, um, then we go to the Midlands where, you know, you've got lots and lots of traffic, which basically you must know probably what the weather is going to be like if you're going to start a journey. Uh, but when we go back to life on Wirral Peninsula near Liverpool, again, you'd have uh, excessively dire um, forecast and everything and invariably it was never that bad was it exactly i mean uh, uh yeah i mean when we lived in Colne, my mum lived up in the northwest and she'd be hearing these horrendous storms and flooding and everything and she'd ring me up and i'd say we've got nothing here it all seemed to stop around bodmin didn't it or the moors and things like that but it didn't ever really hit badly uh, on the coast of uh, the southwest Okay, what we're going to do now is look at headlines, get our immediate reaction, and then we'll discuss a little bit more of uh, some of these stories in depth as we go next to our second story of the day. Here we go. Okay, so our uh, pictures are uh, lots of young men trudging up the beach and uh, then there's another one of them from a distance with obviously one of these powerful uh, cameras that you can get a shot of and then there is one uh, underneath which is an uh, up close and nice and personal and you see... Uh, well, in fact, uh, the one that I was looking at has now been taken down, maybe uh, because it was a little bit uh, controversial, because the one that I first looked at showed a close-up of a little family, uh, mum and dad, and, uh, well, I shouldn't even say mum and dad, because basically it was just a, a child uh, and a female and a male. Now, uh, the picture that I'm looking at now is around, uh, I'll read from the headline now, around 200 migrants were prevented from boarding smugglers' boats to cross the channel by French police today. Migrants, including young children, were pictured returning inland after the French National Police uh, stifled any hopes of them entering Britain on migrants' small boats on this occasion. Uh, at dawn, at least 180 migrants and 15 smugglers braved braved police patrols along the beach of Graveline in northern France and attempted to board boats bound for Britain, only to be intercepted by police a few metres from the water's edge. Despite the number of migrant crossings at an all-time high this year, no vessel successfully departed this morning. OK, so I've described the pictures because the pictures have been constantly looked at by not just ourselves but other people showing uh, an invading army of young men who basically all seem to have nice tracksuits they seem to have telephones by the time they get across the channel um, don't see many children at all and you don't see many females from the way that this is written uh, the uh, fact that uh, certain words are spelt in a certain way meters gives me one particular inclination that it's either written by an American journalist or artificial intelligence. So let's go to the vexed question of what's being done. Uh, 
what do you read from what I'm telling you and what you're seeing from the TV pictures? Well, only, only that um, apparently we've got, uh, no, we, but Britain have got an agreement and uh, with France to stop them coming over. Apparently, uh, we're talking millions uh, given to the French uh, to, um, to stop them coming over. And until recently, or until very recently, uh, nothing seems to have really um, happened. Lots of um, debates and talk shows on the, on the television say nothing's stopping, they're still coming over. So maybe at last they're doing what they've been paid to, to do. Um, but as you say, it's mostly young men, as everyone knows all over the world. Um, but this particular boat um, or boats uh, did have children and females on, which it, it is quite a rare, rare, rare thing, that. But having said that, you can only take so many. I mean, I think Britain uh, and lots of other countries, we've been very generous. We can't just keep taking more and more people. Uh, basically, uh, there's nowhere to put them. And, and people are getting, uh, were very welcoming, uh, as far as I know, at the very beginning, of, we're talking two, three years ago, very welcoming. But now it's getting so stretched uh, with the people, uh, the Brit British people that live there, um, obviously doctors, uh, facilities, um, housing. People have been on, on the housing, mar housing list for, I know, years to try and get a council house. And what could be more annoying than uh, a family coming again, uh, you know, in a in a bad place maybe, but getting put in at the front of the queue? I mean, if I was in that situation, I would be annoyed as well. No it's nothing to do with racism or not liking them. It's you can only take so many. I mean, it's it's like a. a I think is it's it obvious. Is the bigger picture really that a lot of people, um, and I'm looking at people that you speak to. Uh, I want your opinion, and I want to know what other people think and say. Uh, is it that they are fed up of people managing to get in through the back door? Exactly, without the paperwork, without any, even any uh, passports, uh, any uh, previous convictions, pr any previous knowledge of what they are or, or, or you know what they can do. Whereas uh, we say this time and time again, if anybody in the world wants to go abroad, um, you have to fill in so many papers to say whether you're, um, you've been in prison or you've had anything wrong and you've got to get the right paperwork. Whereas this is the, the gripe of a lot of people. We don't know their backgrounds. So therefore, uh, you know, people are now getting a little bit worried because uh, of worrying about their own children, their own teenagers. Um, when there's hordes of young men not brought up the same way as the Western world, and um, it's getting really now quite dangerous in s parts of England. Should British people living in another country, so here Spain, we know there's lots of people in France and various other countries that British people uh, emigrate to, um, should we have any feelings at all? Because realistically, um, we're led to believe these are young, desperate uh, people. I mean, from the f from the footage I'm looking at, there's not somebody that I would immediately say they look desperate. I mean, having travelled through France, that where, where it's a safe country, 
that, that's what people are saying. Uh, you know, they're not traveling from the really bad places. They're traveling from, a, they're traveling, I th we, everyone thinks, because they're coming to England, because England uh, gives them board, lodging, food, and some money. And it's the easy option or the best option for them to come to England. But as everyone's saying, enough's enough. We, we've, um, or they, people in England have been more than generous. But when it comes to not helping your own, uh, your own pensioners, for instance, your own people that have waited uh, for years to get a council house, and they see th uh, these sort of people coming in and getting everything for nothing. That's what's annoying everybody. Would it make any odds, would it make any difference if those photographs were white people? Or is it that people are looking at pictures of black people? I don't, I don't think because I don't I don't think it matters one jot what the color of a man's skin is mm. it's the fact that uh, coming in illegally I mean, what was it like for us to come here as members of a country holding a passport what was it like when we first came to Spain well the paperwork was horrendous I mean we're resident now but it took nearly two years to become residents uh, we had to change our driving license. Uh, we had to change. I haven't changed my passport, but um, th that's not necessary. But, you know, things like that. We, we had to get all the paperwork right. Um, so, I don't know. I I mean, don't can know. you remember days when you'd get up, say, about six o'clock in the morning and have to go down to, 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 to a queue? You'd have to queue with uh, maybe a coat on uh, because it was sort of so early in the morning. But by the time you got to 11 o'clock, yeah. it would be roasting exactly. hot. And it wasn't just English. It was all nationalities that wanted to come and live here. Can you remember also going to the police station to get uh, official stamps yeah. and taking people in wheelchairs? I, I can remember these things. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember it all. But um, as I say, we, we oh the, the other thing, I mean, a lot of people have said to me, w if they're okay and if they've got a passport, why don't they just get on a plane, which would cost them far less money, and come in legally, get um, a visa? Th that's what people can't understand. If they're paying thousands or a thousand pounds to come on a boat, which could not get them there, you know, they could die or whatever... They said, why, why r run that risk when they could come legally with a, um, a visa and have their own passport and come in as a, as a, you know, I don't know how long you can stay with a visa, but you're coming in legally on an aeroplane. Uh, the, the scenario that I was describing for our listeners was when the United Kingdom uh, was part of the European Union. So for us coming to Spain, it didn't really matter. Uh, we, we had to have certain pieces of paper for whatever it was that we needed to do. For example, uh, uh, maybe register a car here, even exactly. buy things here. We had to go and get an I NIE number. Uh, we had to go down uh, to sign on on the padron when you, you were buying a house, that sort of thing. And all this... Uh, really is, is quite irksome that you can just see people who basically, uh, okay, people will tell me it's dangerous crossing the channel. Uh, sure it is, but nobody's making them do that. Well, exactly. And, and at the moment, uh, it's ironic, really, because they're complaining about being four in um, a hotel room, four, four men, not mixed or not a family. Well, we know for a fact 
this well we know for a fact there are families that have been in hotel rooms from england waiting to go into um uh, council houses and they've been waiting on the waiting list for a at least two years and they they haven't complained they're, they're sort of happy to have a roof over the head but they've been in uh, squashed or very tight accommodation for a couple of years Okay, let's have a look at uh, some of the other headlines. Okay, so things that you're likely going to click on uh, and basically want to read a bit more about. Uh, for example, there's an article here, lose weight but always put it straight back on. Scientists discover the cause of the never-ending rut. Um, what's your feeling about that headline? Well, I can relate to it, as you know. Um, I go on many, many diets, many fad diets um at the moment i'm on a intermittent an intermittent intermittent sorry fast which means i don't have any breakfast i don't eat anything till midday and then i can eat more or less sensibly till eight o'clock at night um, and then i don't eat then obviously to the next day at 12. and i must admit i i have lost weight with it but i have days that we go out for a meal and i have a dessert things that i shouldn't have but um, I've, I think I've been on a diet ever since after having all the children. And I think many, many women uh, would agree with me. It's a, a lot of uh, up and down, up and down, and a constant sort of thing on your mind that you're going to put weight on when you get older. I'm looking at the, um, the words around this particular uh, article and it says people who are obese release less of the reward chemical dopamine uh, when they eat. This is a new study by Amsterdam University and that's what they suggest. Uh, what I would suggest is that basically we've had nothing but diets and fads and trends and virtually everything else uh, that will cure you from uh, being uh, we can't kill we can't well they've written obese in the paper so we say obese mm. um okay people don't like uh, the word fat sorry but that's what really gives you a better picture um and quite frankly i think there's uh, quite a simple answer to a lot of this uh, is if you don't eat you don't put weight on i don't know anybody that i've ever heard about or met who has stopped eating and put put on weight do, do you know anybody I like that no, no. But it, it is a discipline. And I do agree that it is, they say you are what you eat. And it, that's definitely true. I think everything you I eat, and a lot of people do eat, is in, in if you eat it in moderation, uh, but not, uh, say, a packet of cr crisps or a, a whole packet of biscuits every day of the week, uh, or lots of alcohol, Yes, you're going to put weight on. I think most people know know what they're doing. And some people don't care. They say, oh, I'm getting old now. I'm just going to eat and, and be as fat as I want to be. But um, in general, it, you are what you eat. And you do know that if you eat pizzas every day, if you eat lots of bread and carbohydrates every day, um, eventually you're going to put weight on unless you're a, a fitness fanatic. Well, I'd even say to you, even a fitness fanatic uh, probably won't control their weight uh, if they're doing only enough to get rid of the extra food that mm. they're busy 
creating and take away the pictures of the the guys with the uh, the six pack and the professional footballers and the professional athletes Traders, of any yeah. because basically it's the ordinary people especially as you get older and you don't have such an active lifestyle that that's where you'll put your weight on yeah i mean some people are so lucky i mean we know lots of people that are exactly the same weight as they were when they were say 20 they eat what they want but it's their metabolism could be it's obviously totally different than the majority of people. The majority of people, when they get older, as you say, are less active. Um, maybe you know have a sort of comfort food, uh, go out more for meals because the family have grown up, so you tend to treat yourself more. Um, and it's a sort of um, ongoing battle, would I say, with with women uh, and men and men. But that men don't seem to be as worried, do they, Vince? They don't seem to be as worried well, as... Well, uh, if you go down women. to, say, Benidorm and sit and look at the number of people who walk around with a hugely inflated stomach, uh, obviously uh, there's a lot of beer in there, and quite but honestly... They, they, think it's a com- they think it's a natural progression. When you get at say, over 50, you're going to have uh, extra weight and... and well, they say a beer belly, but they, you know, having a big stomach is a natural progression. But it isn't. It is. It is as we keep saying. It is what you eat, and if you start eating the wrong food, you're going to start putting weight on. Okay. Um, right. Let's have a look at some of the other headlines and see where going with. Uh, we'll go with this one next. <laughs> Okay, this is to sort of see what you really want to uh, find out more about because, you know, we're getting to the stage now where I think many of us don't even feel like reading too much more um, about certain things. For example, they've lost the plot. Gender-critical feminists quit humanists UK in deepening row over amending the definition of sex in the Equality Act amid claims their views are not being respected. And then further down it says author Joan Smith pictured and Labour peer Baroness Diane uh, Hayter have stepped back from the charity over its staunch opposition to a legal change in the definition of sex. Now, uh, how do you feel about a headline like that? (laughs) No, how do you feel? I mean, you know, we want to know how you feel. I... I just think the world's gone mad. I mean, uh, I just can't understand why all this is happening and uh, obviously confusing the older generation. We just don't know what's going on. I mean, I feel sorry for the young generation because you're either classed as a um, what a hate thing or uh, or big bigot or something like that. But it's just so unnecessary. It's such a minority of people that are different. That they're you know they're different, but they're trying to sort of make the majority of people feel the way they feel. Just get on with what you want to do, but don't try and change the language and change sexes and say that it's normal, especially in children, to to sort of confuse uh, a four or three year old child who's just discovering himself or herself. To say you could be a boy, you could be a girl. What I about? Just, I, I really don't understand it. What about something like the difference in ages that you're allowed to do things? For example, you know, you can't 
um, drive a car till you're 18 and you can't drink um, till you're 18. So how is it that if you can't have enough sensibility about drinking alcohol until a certain age... And you can't it, vote. Well, well I mean, if you can't make those sort of decisions, mm -hmm. I would have thought making the decision to mutilate your body and change your gender is going to be a little bit even more serious than any of that stuff. Exactly. Well, fantastic point, that, because, I mean, in America, you can't drink until you're 21. I mean, come on, you know. And then you're trying to say that a child knows what he wants to do at the age of four, five, whatever it is, junior school, infant school, they can take it all in about these uh, transgender and there's different people in the world. Yeah, there are different people in the world, but tell the children when that senior school, they, they know what's going on. They, the parents will be telling them as well. It's not up to teachers. That's the point. It's not up to a teacher to educate the children at that young age. It's, it's uh, the, the responsibility <coughs> of the parents who their child is in with the house. It's up to the parent to either tell them enough or don't tell them anything until they ask questions. N you know, let them be children. I've spoken incessantly with anybody who cares to listen about going back to educate myself, going into the library, reading the Communist Party agenda and being told by the founders of the communism uh, with their... Um, the whole philosophy based on if you want to defeat capitalism, you defeat the family. Now, are you getting anywhere near sort of seeing why I say this? Well, of course, I've, I've, I agree with you totally. And it's just getting absolutely more and more. Um, but I just hope parents of a, a, a male and female, I just hope they start fighting back and saying, look, we're not having this. You know, it, it needs to be... Uh, one all for one, one for all. You know, it doesn't. It can't be just a few people complaining, or not complaining. Just say enough. Well, we don't like want. We don't want sex education to our child when she's three and four. It's like when you talk to normal people, they say fairly normal things. Like, for example, somebody was saying yesterday about the fact that there is a Pride Month ahead. Now, uh, why would you this have a? Me. Why would you have a, a Pride Month? And what do you feel about what is pride for you? Well, it, it's the gay population, isn't it? No, no, pr no. pride for me is being uh, able to oh, do yeah, something the word that makes pride. me feel that I've done the right thing. Exactly. The word pride has been taken over by the LGBTD or whoever they are. Um, it's been taken over. You can't say I'm proud or, uh, you know, I, I take a pride in my the way I dress or whatever. You can't say that now. You can't say, uh, oh, he's a he's a uh, really happy person. He's really funny. He's really gay. You can't say gay because it, it represents the well, LGBT Well, people. yeah, but the, gay, the word gay didn't never meant anything to do with sex no. until about, I think it was about the 70s or the 80s, wasn't it, when they started 
changing all that. I'm going to go to the next of our headlines then. Uh, in in between this, I'll tell you that there's uh, something's just come up, flashed up, that seems to be... Um, OK, I don't seem to remember that. King Charles jokes with royal fan as he struggles to identify childhood photo during walkabout, walkabout in Yorkshire. OK, I can understand that. Fair enough. Underneath it, Marcus Rashford is pictured returning to Miami Hotel uh, at 5am with big body university lecturer after split from his childhood sweetheart fiance. Now look, I don't mind Marcus Rashford when he's playing football, he's quite good. As far as Marcus Rashford coming in at five o'clock in the morning the with a girl with a big backside, I do not give a monkey's, I do not give a tinker's cuss. Uh, I mean, for you, would you bother to click uh, on that and have a look at it? Not at all. I mean, I when, you, when you're um, in, in the public eye of whatever job you're doing, in, in the pub, you, you expect to have be f- you know, photographed and everything else. But come on, you know, do we really know? He's a, he's a man. He's, he's a human being. He's quite entitled to come in at five, six, whatever he comes in in the morning. But why does he have to have these photographers? You know, it's the same thing that's happening with um, Prince Harry. He's had it all his life. I mean, I can really, you know, really sympathise with him. He's seen it with uh, Princess Diana. He saw it with his mum. He's had it all through his uh, teenage when he went a bit crazy. And I think it would have been because his mum died uh, in very tragic circumstances, which were never really uh, explained, but they they were sort of brushed under the carpet. Um, I could understand his anger. And also the photographers just give up. Okay, so far we have not found anything worthy of clicking again and seeing what we want to look at. Let's see if I can find you something with this headline. Okay, Pentagon UFO whistleblower claims people have been killed by non-human intelligences and say the US government will do anything to protect the secret. So uh, the Pentagon uh, whistleblower who claims the US has run a top secret UFO retrieval program for decades says uh, some of the non-human intelligences. What I mean, do you want to click on that and read more? Well, I do like the uh, the fact that UFOs have been seen for many, many years. And I've actually got um, a site that I, I look at UFOs, what people have seen. Uh, and I, I'm quite interested because I definitely think there's more people than just us. And um, I'd, I'd love to be one day to be alive when it, it was actually brought out. And I do believe that there's secrets as well with the US. I don't know whether, it, obviously, other countries, but I do believe there there is something that they have found and does exist, and then just not telling us. There's too many sightings. There's too many actual people filming them outside the door. Um, you know, things in the sky. You could, they can't. They can't all be false. I, I mean, when you've got an airplane with a the RAF or the, an official pilot, and there's a uh, an unidentified uh, flying object running alongside them. I don't think a pilot is going to say, you know, that just for a joke. Plus the fact the photographs. I mean, I really do think there are 
there are um, yeah, people, aliens, we call them aliens, but they might be more I- more intelligent than us when we all find out, you know. Okay, I'll go to two smaller uh, headlines then, which are below. Uh, amateur rugby player, 32, is killed on Las Vegas stag do uh, when he was hit by a lorry and car while trying to cross a freeway off the main strip. Now, I would say... Yes, I would like to see a bit more about that because basically I've been to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I do know it is possible that, you know, if you've had a few drinks and you're in a country where the traffic does travel on the other side of the road, the wrong side for you, Mm -hmm. um, then you can make a mistake, can't you? Yeah, I think, well, obviously it's very sad, but um, as you say, if you've had a few drinks and you're not thinking straight and, um, you know, the Everything is is a different way round than England, but um, it's very important in 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 Spain as well and in America to cross at a legal crossing because otherwise you are actually um, breaking the law, aren't you? You're a uh, what they call them jaywalkers. Yeah. Um, so you can actually get fined. Uh, unfortunately, this guy, you know, has obviously been killed, but very unfortunate. But these things happen when you're. You know, when you may be in a state of, um, of of having too much to drink, I don't know. Well, I think the clue is in the fact that he is part of a stag party. Oh, yeah. yeah if, so. th- if you're with a stag party, mostly people will be drinking. There'll be an odd one. Uh, I tend not to get too, uh, too stocious if, if I've been out with a group of guys, but I don't tend to go on stag parties anyway. Not but now, stag yeah. parties is about drinking, really, it isn't is. it? I think he was just... Unlucky, as they say. I mean, very unlucky because he's died. But um, uh, it's just one of those horrible incidents, isn't it? Um, just not looking where he was going, you know. And th- the cars in in um, in America, especially in Las Vegas, are really fast. It, if it happened at night time, you might not. They might not have even seen him with all the lights and all the bright lights there. You know, it, it's very sad. Very sad. Okay, so we go to our next headline and uh, we'll see this one. Okay, so I'm reading the headline. Scottish postman who sued Royal Mail for racism after colleague told him I can't understand you. Loses discrimination claim as tribunal rules he was just talking too fast. Scott Pete McCallan accused the Royal Mail manager Alan Wiggs of being a little bit racist because he repeatedly told him he couldn't understand what he was saying. Now, give me your opinions and whether you'd want to click on that one. Uh, I don't know whether I'd want to click on it, but um, well, what's maybe, in your mind? Well, maybe he was being a bit insensitive. The the manager was it. The manager said he couldn't understand the word. Well, I I wouldn't be at all. Look, I wouldn't be at all offended personally, uh, but certainly I've been. I was in company with a Scottish fella over over the last couple of days. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't understand the word he was saying. Well, we actually come out with it, we and say, he was a manager. Yeah, we say. Uh, we, we can't, you know, we laugh and we say we can't. Can you speak slowly? Because you, your accent is really, really strong. 
Uh, and most people understand that. It's the same as Spain. I mean, we understand Spanish, but when they start really talking fast, and the same with them with us, if they, they can speak English, but if we all talk at the speed that we do when we're with other English people, they don't catch everything. I just, I don't think he deserved the sack. I mean, you know, I just don't, I don't think it's discreet. What was it? No, he, he, he wasn't, it was nothing to do with getting sacked. He sued the Royal Mail. Oh, he sued For them. racism. Oh, that's, ra- racism's getting out of hand. I mean, the, the only thing I thought was with racism is if you say you don't like the colour of, of somebody's skin. Nothing to do with how they talk. Well, no, I think it can be any, any aspects of a no- number of things, actually. Uh, but certainly, I've met umpteen Scottish people oh, yeah. who I could not understand. I've met uh, Brummies I can't understand. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle, uh, Newcastle mm. you can't understand. Scousers. Liverpool, yeah. Across Liverpool. the water from where we used to live. Wales. Uh, we couldn't understand them. But... The thing is, I think you've got to the state now where people are busy trying it yeah, on, exactly. trying to get a few bob. Uh, for those of you that don't remember this, and don't forget, by the time all the older people die off, <laughs> that is probably part and parcel of how good it'll get for everybody because you won't be able to, to uh, yeah. contest the idiocy of what's going on. Uh, there was a programme during the 80s, I'm pretty sure, um, and there was a comedian called Russ Abbott who used to put on a Scottish hat uh, with ginger hair and he would say, I can hear you and hear the hear and he'd be pretending to Mickey, speak yeah. like a Scottish person. Yeah. I mean, even having uh, the, the funny hat with the ginger hair, millions were sold. If you went to a tourist shop in Scotland, you could buy one of these hats. If you go to a football match in Scotland, nine times out of ten, you'll see a lot of people wearing those types of hats. It's not taking the mickey, it's not being racist. It's just having a bit of a laugh, you know. It's sort of accepted that people talk different. And diff- I mean, we went to America years ago, and I asked a, a lady in the um, in the airport where s- uh, no some direction, and she answered me. And I, I honestly, and I'm not joking, I couldn't understand what she said. I walked away, and I said to you, didn't I? I said, and she said something to me, but she was so broad in her American accent. I, I couldn't understand what she was saying. So it's not... Um, and she was speaking in, in English, but it was American English. Yeah, so yeah. basically, part of communication is people need to listen very carefully. Uh, sometimes the fault is with the person who's speaking because they might have something like a problem in the mouth. They might have a bad tooth. They might have a sore throat. They might have uh, anything that's yeah, but they normally making say, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm, my throat's a bit, my voice sounds a bit funny. But as you was just saying, I think everyone, some people, I don't say not everyone, some people get on the bandwagon. They're, oh, why don't you sue them? You get some money, you know, and, uh, you know, all these false accusations that are coming out about uh, traffic accidents and people falling over at work. And there's been um, surveillance cameras in, in the, say, in the factory or whatever. And, th- and you can see that they haven't done what they've said. And then they follow them around and they say they, c- they have to be in a wheelchair, for instance. And then the, the uh, detectives follow them around and, and they're sort of doing jumpy j- uh, bungee jumps and... Um, you know, doing uh, exercise in um, in the gym, and they're claiming that they can't do it. It's just getting to be a little bit. America's a little bit like that, isn't it, Vince? 
It is. Look, you know, I've got I've got some breaking news. I'm going to quickly bring it in. Here it comes. Okay, so uh, we were talking uh, at the beginning about the weather. And I said it is always, because we're near the mountains and the sea, it was always necessary for me to give a little bit more than just the weather forecast. And uh, since we've been on air doing this today, dramatic footage is showing water pouring through a, a store, a Marks and Spencer's store. Uh, suddenly the ceiling caves in, causing the shop's lights to swing down on its wire. Astonished customers are heard gasping with one woman holding her umbrella umbrella up indoors as they escape the chaos. It comes as the Met Office upgraded its storm warning from yellow to amber. Uh, um, this is obviously a travel warning uh, for this evening uh, with thunderstorms and torrential downpours expected to last until tomorrow in some regions. I think the thing that we, we should always say is the weather's unpredictable in most um cases you can get an indication from the weather office but uh, I mean I, I was watching a video of a cloud suddenly opening and all the water just torrential coming down and we've seen that in Cornwall it, it, it really does come down very heavily uh, it can be dreadful for people right underneath and obviously very very worrying for people in that store so that's why I think it's always important to talk about the weather uh, and also to make sure that if people are travelling, to give them an idea of what they can expect. OK, uh, any thoughts before I move uh, on? No, I'll just say it's not just rain, is it? it's wind. I mean, um, in England, they've, they've had some hurricane-force winds and trees have come down and unfortunately, you know, you're in the wrong place and it comes down on your car and, uh, you know, people have been crushed. So it's not only rain, it's wind, um, hailstones, snow, all, this, all, the, all the weathers really. Uh, if, you're, if you're advised, if you can not to go to work, I think you'd be a bit silly if you didn't take the advice. Okay, so we're looking at the newspaper online. It's a new way of reading and obviously for those that don't bother uh, maybe with the, uh, the news, if you can get to the computer and read the news, then obviously uh, the next of the headlines is one that I would like to know, would you like to know more about? And then we would maybe de develop a, an understanding of it. Schoolgirl, 15. Uh, accused of murdering her newborn son by stuffing cotton wool in his mouth and then putting his lifeless body in a bin bag, denies ever knowing she was pregnant. Now, you see, I find uh, something like this so so distressing because it is uh, right. They put a, a warning underneath, distressing content. And then there's a picture of the teenage uh, mother who's being accused of murdering her newborn son. And um, Stanley Mayo suffered skull fractures, however, uh, the accused denies murder. After giving birth in the living room, 
uh, Ms Mayo is accused of putting Stanley's body in a bin bag and leaving it on the front doorstep of their home before going upstairs to bed. Stanley's remains were discovered the following morning by Ms Mayo's mother, who had looked inside the bloodstained bag. Um, the Paris Mayo, pictured at court, who is now 19 but was 15 at the time of the incident, has gone on trial accused of killing her uh, newborn Stanley Mayo. Now, the, the thing that really does, uh, it, it does make it very difficult, is they have a picture on the left of, um, shall we say, a, a lady who doesn't look anything. She's just got a pair of dark sunglasses on. Her hair looks a bit unkempt. And then on the right, um, she there's a picture of this very young, you know, we use the word bimbo that's not a nice word, but it does sometimes give you the idea of the uh, puckered lips, the pout, um, this, you know, I'm a young person trying to become somebody. But why have they put the two pictures in? I'm not sure because um, it says a teenage mother pictured, but it doesn't tell you which picture it is referring to, which again is part and parcel of this uh, beef I have with the journalists and with the editors of papers remi reminding myself that not only have I studied the media but I did work at the Western Morning News and the Costa Blanca News so uh, not the Costa Blanca News sorry the uh, Western Morning News down in the uh, West Country and the West Britain newspaper which was part of the same group now when it comes to something like that would you want more information or would you feel that you don't want to judge you don't want to even find anything more about it and you're quite happy that a schoolgirl was 15 and she killed a little boy well, that was born I, uh, yeah a uh, uh, horrible thing to do um and a knowingly knowing thing I, I, if, it's if not proven. an accident not, if proven but why has it taken so long to um, come to court maybe she's had mental problems ever since I mean, they don't tell you the background of the child, uh, of the 15-year-old. I mean, um, but she might have been mentally disturbed in the first place. She could even be a mentally handicapped person. Well, they, they don't give you enough detail I think there's a bit, to have yeah, any sympathy, really. I think there's a bit more in this. And for me, it's this uh, confusion that everybody is now trapped in uh, according to the gender fluidity and all the arguments that's going on if you've got a girl of 15 who didn't even know she was pregnant um i go back as uh, my teacher's hat comes on and think about the fact that we are not bothering to teach any real form of morals and how to behave, and certainly how to sexually mature and grow up. If it's going to be left to these newspapers, uh, then unfortunately um, we will get nothing but pictures of people uh, who are caught in uncompromising uncom situations, um, and nobody seems to want to give any guidance anymore. Well, because at 15, if she's not married... And she didn't she, even know she she's must, pregnant. Yeah, if she didn't, if she didn't know she was pregnant, I mean, come on, you know you're having a baby um, when it happens. Fair enough, but you've got an umbilical cord which has to be cut. 
you have you've got the afterbirth which has to come out after the child so you're not telling me that she didn't know what was going on she, what she was doing more than likely was keeping it a secret i know you can be pregnant and not eat and the baby still survives uh, and people just think you've got a bit of a tummy you don't have to have a, a very large um, abdomen or stomach um, if you want to keep things a secret so, but you're not telling me she didn't know when the baby came out. She had to physically cut that cord. She had to physically wait until the afterbirth came out, um, put it in a bag, do whatever she did, and put it outside. All very, uh, what's, a, what's the word? All very uh, organized, and she knew what she was doing. She wanted to keep it a secret. So, but again, she could be mentally disturbed. She could have thought it was a devil inside it. You, you just don't know. Okay, so... They don't tell you all the details. The question that I would like to know from the podcast and what we're trying to do is, is that the sort of um, story you would want to know more about? Not uh, really, not really, because, I mean, the most would be just fishing around for sort of shock and, shock and uh, horror-type stories. Um, I, I don't really want to know things like that, especially... I don't even like it when it happens uh, when two children get killed by their parents, uh, you know, and, and it's on the headline news uh, the same, you know, the next day or the same day. That's bad enough. Well, people are looking at this now and we're pretty well sure that there's going to be uh, a lot of sympathy for this girl who's now four years older. And really, the story for me is about a poor little newborn baby who basically doesn't have the chance. Exactly. I mean, the, this this is one of the hard things for the um, the abortion cause. I don't believe in abortion unless um, it's absolutely medically um, medically um, uh, needed, because. There's thousands or even millions of women that can't have children naturally for whatever reason. And you know, to have the baby, um, you, there's always a, a way out. They could have them adopted. There's no, no reason on this earth that they have to kill the child because um, the, uh, you know, the organizations would take the child away from whoever the mother if she didn't want it straight away and it would be looked after. So. Where that is, I've got absolutely no sympathy for somebody trying to kill a child because they've made the mistake of not taking precautions, you know. But if Well, if no, I think even worse than that, there's nobody strict enough at the moment saying you should not be really having a, a baby yeah. until you either have a steady relationship or well, better still, is, you, you have yeah, a husband. This is roughly going, not roughly, this is going back to the first thing we were talking about, about uh, these um, drag queens coming into schools and... Um, the teachers having to, not having to, but they tell them about this different ways of loving somebody, two men, two girls, uh, different ways of having sex. What they should be telling them is the um, accepted way of having sex, the accepted way of being in love with someone, and accepted, um, you know, your parts of your body, which are for a boy and which are for a girl. And then later on, you, you, you mention there's other people that aren't quite exactly the same as 98% of the whole population. Okay, uh, right. I think we've got time for one more story.
Right, this next one, it's on our screens, whether we like it or not. Uh, Jack's three-day treble bender. Shirtless and bleary-eyed Grealish leads his triumphant Man City teammates as they get ready for bus parade through Manchester after dashing to Ibiza to keep the party going. Uh, So then, of course, you've got all the usual things. Uh, I like football. I love football. Um, I think uh, Man City have been brilliant. Uh, But underneath, I'll just quickly say, following the 1-0 win against Inter Milan in the Champions League final, the City stars have taken to the streets of Manchester in an open-top bus parade. No problem with that. Fans heading into the city centre for parade have been delayed because of lightning storms. Uh, Jack Grealish was... He didn't even score the goal, by the way. Uh, will certainly be feeling worse for wear after he was spotted staying out until sunrise for two nights running in an almighty bender. The city winger kicked off festivities after Saturday's Champions League victory over Inter Milan by leading the chance in the dressing room before leaving the stadium with a Heineken in hand along with a speaker blurring out Fleetwood Mac. After gulping down drinks during a big night out in Istanbul, uh, the 27-year-old emerged on Sunday morning still wearing his city kit. Okay, um... I don't have a big problem with that. I have a big that. problem with that. He's 27, for goodness sake. He's he's a great footballer. He's contributed all the way through for the three championships. I think he's had a great season. I mean, yeah. and the, I mean, as much as I don't like their wages, he, they must have been training and travelling and, and working hard together to achieve that. Um, and to go on a... Well, say a bender to go on a celebration. I wouldn't call it a bender um, for two days. Come on, you know, twenty-seven, no fat, no, no wife, no kids, but just enjoying himself. I mean, have we lost our, you know, not we, but have people lost their sense of, uh, you know, let's have just have relax for a couple of days, and then it's back to um, back to work again. I mean, they've had all all the teams have had a long season especially them going in for all the you know quarterfinals and right the way through to finals. So I don't know how many games they did play, but a hell of a lot more than 38, which was the uh, premiership things. Um, no, I've got no problem with that at all. OK, good. I'm glad we're agreed with that because um, I've loved watching the uh, Manchester City team. You know I'm a Liverpool fan, uh, but when something's good, I like to commend it. Uh, now, London Council sparks fury with plans to ban ice cream vans oh, from uh, more than 30 streets at the start of summer because of nuisance trading and engine idling so what do you think of that what? incidentally that's written as uh, you know as if it's almost there but then further down it says new greenwich council could ban vendors okay if well, they don't um nobody's ever mentioned that it's going to uh, pollute the climate and uh, change the the climate I mean, uh, we've we've grown up with them haven't we i mean the kids uh, our kids my i i was i can remember the the noise and mum would you know say there's six months or whatever it was tuppence i think and and our children the same um but they don't bother people i mean i think it's again people are losing the sense of uh enjoy your life i mean is everything got to be in you know sort of regimented and uh, can't anybody relax anymore and to, but to have an ice cream man keep your kids happy go and go and get yourself a couple of ice creams um and he, he's not idling for hours on end i mean 
and I don't see mountains of smoke coming out of the back of these things, you know. So, again, well, I've it's these woke do people, isn't it? Oh, don't do that. The you other know, day, I did pass a car, and the person was just sitting in the car with the um, the, the air conditioning on, yeah. and I did think, yeah, that's a bit selfish, mate, you know, because basically, if you're just sitting and not going anywhere, but yeah, this fellow's no, working, yeah, isn't he? there's no smoke coming out of the back of the car, was there? It was, it was, it's when you get maybe a, very, a really older car. Uh, but again, you, that's why you go and have your MOT, to make sure the emissions aren't too high. That's what I thought MOT was. T- so the emissions of, of your exhaust aren't high. But I don't know. OK, well, there we are. We've had a good look at the news as it appears on a Monday morning and through the day of Monday with Barbara Ann and a lady's point of view. So thank you for you coming in and doing that for me. Okay, everybody. um, Thanks for listening and um, hope to speak next Monday. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you very much indeed.